It's a new year, it's a new year, isn't it queer? It's a new year. Hmm, interesting. Oh, hello everybody, Harlan Williams here. Hope you're having a, a good 2019 thus far. Don't get to use the word thus that often, but I, I thusly just did thusly. Uh, great show today, we're covering a lot of ground, holy smokes. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, about um, something weird that blows through the desert. Yeah. Wait till you hear what it is. It's, it's kind of gross and weird. Um, but we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking uh, about how you can empower yourself in the new year as well. How you can wake up every day and kick ass and be in charge, be large and in charge, be in control. Uh, empower yourself. It's it's a great uh, segment. You're, you're going to be surprised. Also, a crazy news story about a man that was shot, and you'll never believe how the hell he was shot. Interesting stuff. Crazy. And then also some uh, listener phone calls, and then Senor Fuentes drops by and gets into it with me about the wall they're building in uh, in the South to keep illegals from coming over. Very sensitive, very interesting. It always is, because this is the Harland Highway. How do you know my name? It's on the marriage certificate. I've never seen you before in all my life. Hold on to your airbag. You heartless, heartless monsters. All of you through and through. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Oh, yeah! see a fallen star, that means a witch has just died. You clumsy idiot. The Harland Highway. All I want is to hear people say something again and to see people moving again. I'm Floyd Bernie, the rockabilly boy. Don't you understand? You're listening to Harland Williams. I can't be your daughter. I'm a machine. Man, you've been dead a thousand years. Why, George, I think he's got it. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. What's up, Doc? Mister, if you're going to lose, you're going to lose right now. Don't leave me here! Oh, here we go, little bluggins and snuggagluggins. Welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast, everybody. How are you? Are you doing most excellent? I know I am. I hope you're doing most excellent, too. Um, what elves? Uh, hey, welcome. Uh, what a show we have today. Um, I think I'd like to start with a crazy news story. I saw this, I saw this headline, uh, in the media and I thought, man, we, we just got to talk about this ridiculousness right out of the gate. So Raj, before we do anything else, cue the crazy news story theme. Let's get into it. Here we go. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. All right. Here we go. You ready? This is just, I don't know how this stuff happens. Ex-Louisiana State University football player shot by dog while hunting has leg amputated. Um, hello, I mean, man, if you're getting shot by, isn't, isn't a dog supposed to be man's best friend? Was it a drive-by? Was it a doghouse-by? Was it a, 
What was it? I'm going to read it. Let's see. A former uh, Louisiana State University linesman was shot by his dog while duck hunting in Mississippi last month. A freakish injury that reportedly required the amputation of part of his leg. Good night, Nelly Frittato. Michael Heckford of Baton Rouge told the uh, newspaper on Tuesday that he and some friends were on a duck hunting trip near Eagle Lake. Well, are you hunting eagles or are you hunting ducks? Shouldn't you be out at Duck Lake? So he's near Eagle Lake, uh, and when the incident occurred, he said the group had been going to the area for about six or seven years to hunt. Quote, everybody was pumped up, he told the newspaper. We rode the levee the day before, and there were a ton of ducks. We were excited. Okay. Later in the morning, Heckford said ex-lyman Matt Branch was accidentally hit by a blast from his shotgun, which he had left loaded on the bed of his pickup truck. Heckford said a Labrador named Tito jumped onto the truck bed, stepped on the safety of the, of the shotgun, and pulled the trigger. He said the 12-gauge shotgun shell tore through the side of the truck and hit the guy's left thigh. Quote, in the midst of the chaos at this point, I ran over to Matt to assess what had happened. He said, we had no clue what the damage was at this point in time. They called 911, and they began to understand how precarious the predicament was. Good Lord, man. Like, I think I did a bit a long time ago about how people buy Christmas presents for their dogs. And they half expect the dog to pick the Christmas present up and open it. They, they don't have hands, folks. They don't have thumbs. They don't. Have, so how does a dog jump up on a truck and pull the trigger? I mean, Lassie and Benji have nothing on this dog. I mean, you know, I've seen dog, uh, you know, jump through hoops. I've seen dogs uh, jump uh, through fire. I ain't never seen a dog uh, shoot a shotgun at somebody. That's badass. That's like the uh, the dirty hairy of the uh, canine set. So the story goes on to say uh, that this man has since had his left leg amputated. Um... The quote here is, I think we knew how serious it was, was at the point in time when there was blood everywhere. His pants were just soaked in blood. Wow. Well, I don't want to sound mean here, but, um, you know, I don't know that I'm that tore up about this because, you know, I, I just am not a big fan of Hunter's. I don't like the the concept of going out and shooting stuff, no matter what your excuse is. Oh, it's fun. Oh, we eat everything we shoot. Oh, you've got to cull the herd. You've got to thin the flocks. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. I just, you know, the concept of a dopey bird or a dumb deer up against the brains of a human being with a 
with a weapon that they invented that that shoots uh, lead at the speed of sound through their heads. Uh, I just don't like it. If we were still hunters and gatherers, okay, fine. But there's a grocery store on every corner, man. You can deliver food to your house. You could, you could order duck to your house with one of these new food apps. And these people that go out and take the lives of innocent animals and kill them and somehow justify it somehow because it's an industry or it's, it's humane to, to thin the herd or it's this or that, I don't know. Really, is 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 anyone uh, has anyone been annoyed lately by the 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 excess amount of elk running through their backyard? Has anyone had to swerve off the road because of the uh, the extra elephants in the street or the ducks flying overhead? So, although I don't like to see someone get shot, you almost go in a little ways. It's like, hey, buddy, how do you how do you like it now? How does that feel? How, how do you feel getting shot, pal? You're, you're lucky it was just your leg. You know, these damn animals get it right in the freaking heart and through the head and in the brain, and they're just gone, man. So, you know, that old saying, you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. And now the old saying should be updated. You, you play with your dog, you're going to get shot. Wow, crazy news story right here on the Harland Highway. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Speaking of life and playing and living, you know, as the new year unfolds here, don't you uh, don't you want to um, empower yourself for for the new year? You know, kind of uh, start off strong, out of the gate, fresh beginnings, all that, right? We're only like, what, two weeks in? And, uh, you know, a lot of people, in order to empower themselves and wake up feeling in control and strong, you know, people read self-help books, people, uh, people uh, you know, go take yoga, people meditate, people take vitamins, People take, uh, they go to uh, motivational classes with Tony Robbins and they get motivational uh, books and, you know, all that stuff, right? And all that stuff takes time and money and effort and commitment and, you know, all the all the nonsense we wanted to clear out of our way to get the uh, new year off to a roaring start, right? So let me give you a way to, uh, to feel empowered every morning when you wake up. Feel like you're in charge. Feel like you're on top of the world. I dare say feel like you're a god, okay? And would you believe me if I told you is all it took was a jar of jam? Yeah, a jar of jam, gurgle blargans and blingle blagans. Here's what I'm talking about, okay? Go, go get yourself a 2 $3 jar of jam. Craft or raspberry or strawberry, whatever. And uh, before you go to bed at night, just put a little teaspoon in there. Not the big soup spoon, the little teaspoon. The one you tur- stir your coffee and tea with, you dainty bastards. And you shove your damn uh, little teaspoon into your, into your delicious raspberry jam. And you take a little dollop out. You take a little baby half scoop, maybe even a quarter scoop, right? And you just take it out and you plop it. 
you plop it right on your countertop in the kitchen, okay? You splat it down just before you go to bed, turn out the light, go to your bedroom, have a nice sleep. When you wake up in the morning, and again, if you want to feel empowered, you go back into the kitchen, you look, and there should be about 500 little brown ants surrounding the little dollop of raspberry jam. For whatever reason, ants love jam. I don't know where they got their fine taste for jam from, but they got it, okay? They love, they'll eat like bugs and leaves, but you throw some jam in there, forget it. They'll leave everything behind. So there you go. You wake up, you're feeling groggy. Your head's still got a few cobwebs in it. Your eyes have some big chunks of yellow magma in the corners of them. And you're like, ah, oh, man, how do I get my day going? How do I find the will to feel empowered and strong and in charge, right? And that's when you take your thumb and you slowly start squishing the life out of each and every one of those ants. Oh, yeah, just put your thumb down and ah, uh, ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, right? Just squish them. Just squish the light. And do you, oh, my God. And, and do you feel like a god? Do you feel like when you when you hold the destiny, when you hold the fate of all these little lives in your hand? Oh my goodness, you're, you're, you're just empowered. You're like, I am the God. I am Ant God. I am in charge. I control all of your lives, right? And just one by one, the more, the, the each, with each ant you squish, the stronger and more empowered you feel. You're in charge now, sugar lips, right? And uh, and what's great is ants have segmented bodies. They have three body parts. So it almost feels like with each ant, you're killing three bodies in one. It's almost like a bonus treat. Want to kill someone? Or would you rather kill someone and it feels like you're killing three? Try squishing an ant. <laughs> right? And just when you think you can't feel any more in control because you've just snuffed out 500 lives, suddenly you see the trail of ants going up the side of your kitchen cabinet and across the floor all the way to the door or the crack in your wall that they're coming in from outside. So now to add some gravy to your god status, you grab a can of off or some kind of bug spray and you just follow the trail right down the counter. It's like... Then you walk across your living room floor, wherever, the kitchen floor. Oh, my God. Do you know how many ants are in that trail? I'm telling you, man, nothing gets your blood going. Nothing gets your body and mind and spirit moving like good old-fashioned genocide in the morning. Oh, God, the corpses are strewn everywhere. And you are freaking in charge now, man. Nobody's stopping you today, baby. No one gets in the way of the ant killer. 
You go into the office. Excuse me, Bill, will you file these papers? Are you fucking with me? I just killed 3,000 living creatures. This is not the day you want to be asking me to file shit. Sorry, Bill. Step back, Piot. I got both my thumbs out. Sorry, Bill. So there you go, gang. If you want if you want to get on that saddle and ride, if you want to be in charge and control, if you want to feel like a freaking god with the power of life and death over everybody and everything. A jar of jam. $3. And you know how many dollops you get out of one jar? Oh my god, that that's probably like 3 months right there, maybe 4. Maybe three jars of jam gets you through the whole year. And think of all the bodies. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Crazy. So there you go. Just a little tip from me to you to help you get empowered. Be the person you know you can be. Start ending lives. And you don't even need a dog to shoot anybody. Just do it with your thumbs, baby. From me to you, go get them, tiger. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Ooh, you hear that? You hear that wind? Oh my God. What does it make you think of when you hear the wind blowing like that? Just close your eyes and visualize. L listen to the wind. Well, tell me what you see. Oh, do you see something? Do you see something blowing? Do you see something out in the desert? You see something blowing along, looks like a big bushy ball, and it's bouncing and hopping across the desert landscape. Yeah, I think you know what you're seeing. It's called a tumbleweed. A tumbleweed, gurgle blurgens and schnurgle glargens. But how many of you have actually seen a tumbleweed? How many of you have actually captured one in real life, held one? Well, I recently was, you know, puddling around out in the desert and a tumbleweed blew into me and I picked it up and I might have solved a not-so-ancient mystery. Hear me out. So here, here's what I realized with tumbleweed, okay? You know, it, it, it's like, you, you know, anything on the planet, it never really gets destroyed. It gets displaced. You know what I mean? Like ice becomes water and, and things that are burnt become gases and gases become molecules and, and ice becomes liquid and, and liquid becomes solid. And you know what I mean? Like things just kind of move around. They don't, they don't entirely vanish. And so back in the uh, probably in the early 80s, maybe towards the end of the 70s, but I'd say more, more into the early to mid 80s, the ladies, the girls, the girls started doing something to their bodies that was, uh, you know, not as common as it was in the 50s, 60s, 70s, all through history. The ladies started uh, taking to shaving a certain area of their body. And, and let's be adults here, their pubic area. There used to be a, a time when the women uh, had what we called a bush or a patch or a big hairy muff. And these are just words that have been thrown around through the ages, so don't freak out. Bush, patch, muff. 
whatever you want to call it. And uh, and then somewhere around, I guess, the early 80s, and if you if you need to verify this, you, you know, if, if you weren't around during these earlier decades, you know, those of us that were can tell you, uh, you know, state in fact that that's the way it was. It was an anomaly if you uh, met a woman who shaved that area. Uh, it was not bald the way it is these days. Most women have no hair at all down there. Um, and if you need proof, just just like, uh, you know, archive uh, 60s or 70s or 80s porn, man. You'll see. You'll see all kinds of hair. But then somewhere in the uh, in the 80s, the women said enough. We we don't want the hair there. We do not want the hair there. Why should we care about the hair when people stare at the hair there? Suddenly I'm an X-rated Dr. Seuss. Uh, so the women started shaving it off, shaving it off. All, think about it. All the billions of women around the planet getting rid of the patch, getting rid of the, uh, the, the furry duffel, getting rid of the uh, crotch afro, whatever you want to call it. And as I said earlier, nothing really gets destroyed. It just uh, moves into a different form. Right? And so I realized what happened is where did all those all those mounds of hair go from the ladies who shaved it all off from their nether regions? For, for, for those of them that cleared out the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, that hair had to go somewhere. And, you know, hair's light. The wind picked it up. And, uh, you know, like the dust balls under your bed. We've all seen dust bunnies. If you look under your bed right now, you'll see a, a little bundle of dust. Well, all this uh, soft, silky pubic hair that was shaved by the truckload by the women of the 70s, in the early 80s, got picked up by the wind, and, and over the years, over the decades, it's, it's rolled together like a snowball. And guess what? That's what tumbleweed is, okay? Yeah, tumbleweed is just giant circular globs of pubic hair rolling through the desert. I know, I know, it's shocking. You're like, what is he talking about? Is he mad? One blew into my leg. Okay, it was pubic hair. Why they call it tumbleweed, I don't know. Maybe that's a name they used in the porn industry back in the 70s. Uh, listen, Diane, you're really groovy, but uh, your tumbleweed's a little out of control today, baby. Oh, right on, Dirk. Let me just trim it down. <gasps> Groovy. So when you go through the desert or you're watching a movie and you see those tumbleweeds bouncing down the middle of the street or across the road or across the landscape through the desert, through the cacti, it's just a mystery solved. They're just big round mounds of... of 1970s and 1980s and right on up to now women haven't stopped growing hair they just don't they don't hold on to it anymore 
And so the wind picks it up, it balls up, and it rolls around, and who knows how many antelope and deer it's killed. Who, who knows how many rabbits and lizards have been caught up in a pubic storm tornado, quote-unquote, tumbleweed. Good Lord, imagine you're a lizard just crawling along the desert floor, and all of a sudden a big bushy ball of tumbleweed comes rolling over you and you get tangled up in it and you're bouncing through the desert and a bunch of pubes. Oh, the horror. So there you go, gang. Just a little food for thought, a little a little not-so-ancient mystery cleared up. Tumbleweeds are furry duffel. Okay? So there you go. Stay away. Uh, just let them blow on by. You don't need to be touching them. You don't need them to hit you. Just stay in your car and let them tumbleweeds. That's why they're out there. That's why you wonder why the park service don't clean them up or pick them up. Uh-uh. They just let them blow on by. Let them tumble on by. Tumble, tumble on by, tumbleweed. We don't need to touch you. Safe trails. Happy journey. We'll catch you on the other side, good old Mr. Tumbleweed. So there you go. Hello? Hello? Hi, Harlan. My name is Gia. I um, I just want to say I follow you on Instagram. I was wondering, I wanted to ask you, will you be doing any movies anytime soon, any upcoming movies or shows, out of curiosity. Thank you, and you have a wonderful evening. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Gia, oh Gia, boy, I wish I could see ya. Hey, Gia, thank you for your voicemail, or VM, as the kids are saying. Uh, yes, I do have a new movie coming up. Uh, I don't know the release date. I think it's in about five or six months, and it is a movie called Turkey Bowl. Um, I can't really tell you my role in the movie because it's, uh, kind of a secret, but it's a fun role. It's, uh, it's a surprising role. It's a type of character you haven't seen me play before. And uh, so these are the early details. The movie is finished. They've been editing it. And uh, I just heard from the director uh, actually last week. So your your call is very timely. And he said that uh, it looks like maybe five or six months the movie will uh, be coming out. Uh, but it is called Turkey Bowl. That is the name of the movie, Turkey Bowl. I think that if you check online, there's an old movie called Turkey Bowl from uh, years ago. So don't get confused with that one. This one will be new. And so, uh, as always, with my projects, I will keep you updated as I get more news and when I get a confirmed release date and all that stuff. So uh, thank you so much for checking in on that. Also, um, as far as following my Instagram, thank you so much. Uh, for those of you that that enjoy what I do, you might want to join my Instagram. It's just uh, Harlan Williams Instagram. And uh, you'll see a picture of me there, a kind of a black and white picture of me. 
with a with a leather jacket on and a tie and looking spiffy. And uh, I post all kinds of goofy stuff. I try to keep it light and comedic and funny and silly. So little videos and little uh, pictures and things that people do on Instagram, movie clips. So uh, if you are an Instagram person, I urge you to join my Instagram. And uh, you can watch stuff on there with Gia. Thank you, Gia. I I think we should do another call, Raj. Do we have time for one more? Great. Okay. And by the way, if you ever want to call the Harland Hot Rod, uh, Harland Highway um, Hotline, I should say, uh, the phone number is 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. And you can leave any message you want. So let's let's do another one, Rog. We got another uh, voicemail. Yeah, let's play it. Hello, Arlen. This is Rob Lambeau from Wisconsin. Just wanted to ask you a couple quick questions. One, what do you think of Trump's wall situation and the government shutdown? And I was also wondering, do you think Senior Fuentes would get a little bent out of shape if you asked him to build a retaining wall? I mean, would that kind of go a little bit awry? I could see him being like, Senior, I don't know if I want to build a wall. So just get at me and let me know what you think. Chicken chow mein, baby. Excellent questions indeed. Well, here's my take on the wall, okay? First of all, you know, first they wanted $25 billion for the wall. That Now they want 5 almost $6 billion for the wall. How many of you have a billion dollars laying around in your pocket? How many of you work hard for your money and hope that your tax dollars go to things that uh, aren't so expensive. So here's here's my my proposition for a while. I do think we need to control the border. I don't think it's healthy for either side just to have people running in willy nilly. Okay, um, it's just it's just not a good thing. There's a system. Every country has systems and laws, and they needed to be abided by. If you let one law slip, then you start letting the other laws slip. You know what I'm saying? And as a guy who is a legal immigrant, I went through the process. I went through the long and arduous process of becoming a legal citizen. And, yeah, it takes time. It takes patience. It takes uh, wherewithal. It takes hiring a lawyer. It takes it takes money. It takes uh, following a process. I came down from the north through Canada, so I'm sure the process coming up through Mexico is different. But nonetheless, there's a process, and uh, I believe no matter what country, uh, you have to respect a country's rules and laws, or what's the point? Uh, everyone deserves to pursue uh, their, their dreams in life and pursue a better life, but in doing that, you cannot break laws to get there. You cannot, uh, you cannot step over people who are doing it the right way just because you want to get there faster. It just ain't fair. Uh, so here's what I propose. And, you know, I'm a comedian, so, so of course I'm going to come up with a solution that involves comedy. And it might just be the best solution. Even though it's comedic, it might be the right thing to do. Okay, so instead of dropping uh, 25 bill, 100 bill, 5 bill on a wall, 
that goes all the way across the southern border to keep illegals from walking into the country. Here's what I propose. For a fraction of the cost, I suggest we hire mimes. Okay? Do you know what mimes are? They're those people that that do stuff without speaking, right? They, they, they pretend they're opening a box. They pretend they're pulling a rope. They pretend they're eating an apple. And guess what they're really good at? They pretend they're standing behind a wall. Yeah, they put their hands up. They put their hands up in the air. And you almost believe it's a wall. I mean, they're so good at miming that there's a wall there. You actually start to visualize the wall. I don't know what that what they have duck fingers or seagull webbed hands. I don't know. I don't know why they're so good at it, but if you watch a good mime in their little black and white striped uh, outfit with the overalls and the little French hat and the white face paint, they look like a, a fruity version of the crow who shopped at the gap. That's what a mime is. It's the if the crow went gay and shopped at the gap, that's you got yourself a mime. Okay? So here's here's the the mime standing there and we put him every 500 feet. I mean, let's face it, mimes do not get a lot of work. If you if you want to say, "Wow, what a loser career path that idiot took." You're looking at mimes. Okay? Not a smart career choice. And if you want a raise, you can't even ask for one because you can't fucking talk. You're a mime. So you're boned. So you stand around making shapes and objects in midair. And you can't even uh, ask for for, uh, a raise, for Christ's sake, because you can't speak. If you speak, then you're not good at your job and you don't deserve a raise. Uh, Listen, sir, I'd like a raise. Did you just speak? Yes, I did. Well, you're not very good at what you do. Why would I give you a raise? Well, I figured I couldn't get one unless I said something. Well, mimes aren't supposed to talk, are they? Well, no. Okay, so now I'm cutting your pay. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to build myself a box and hide in it forever. At least I'll have lots of apples to eat. So here's what we do. We get these mimes who are always looking for a job. There's probably thousands and thousands of mimes out of work. And every 500 feet or every 200 feet, you just have a mime standing on the border doing the wall thing with their hands. You're not, you don't have to lay one brick. You don't have to dig one hole. You don't have to put up one drone. You got a bunch of creepy mimes at the border. Is there anything? People say that clowns creep them out. How about mimes? So you got miles and miles. You got 3,000 miles of mimes. From the coast of California to the other side of Texas. They're out there in the sun and hopefully they've got weatherproof mascara on. And don't make any mistake, the Mexican people are religious. They they believe in all that Day of the Dead stuff and all that crap. So you put a guy out in the middle of the desert with white face paint and black kiss eyes. And he's dressed like, uh, you know, Robin Williams from Mork and Mindy. Holy shit. They're going to be like, Santa Maria. That's going to scare the living shit out of them. And not only that, they'll see all these mimes like doing the wall and they'll be like, what the hell's going on, man? Holy shit. Trump put up an invisible force shield. Holy shit. Run, run. You know, what scares you more than an invisible force shield, right? 
So there you go, man. There's your answer to the wall. Right there. Mimes, baby. Thousands of them. They, they make a living finally. They finally do something useful instead of standing in the park freaking people out. Looking like weirdos. We finally, we finally corral them. We give them a place to work. We get them out of our faces. And they do a mime wall. The illegals are freaked the F out. They don't, they don't dare cross that. And there you go. So there's my solution. Now, as far as Mr. Fuentes, I don't know what the hell he would do about what? Oh no. No. No, what what? Roger, why did you let him hear? No, I was talking. there was a caller ask. I didn't ask for him, a caller did. Oh God. Hello, senor. Mr. Fuentes. Mr. Fuentes. I know. What are you doing here, Senor Fuentes? Senor Fuentes. I know your name. You work for me, okay? Why are you here? You're supposed to be back at the house working in the yard. Well, Senor, all this talk about the wall has got me all crazy, Senor. Well, you know, it's something that's being done, and and it's, it's, uh, it's been a debate for years, and... Yes, senor, but it's making me freeze in my tracks. I don't know what to do. Well, what do you mean you don't know what to do? Everywhere I go, wall this, wall that. It's driving me crazy, senor. Well, I mean, you know, what What are you going to do? Move to the North Pole? Well, I wouldn't move to the North Pole, senor. Well, why not? Well, because there's walruses up there, senor. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, say it out loud, senor. Wall, Russ. I don't want to be around the walrus. A, a walrus is a big, fat mammal. It's not a wall. Well, it has the word wall in it, senor. It's a walrus, not a... You, you just said it, senor. Walrus. See, I heard the word wall in there, senor. Oh, my God. Come on. Listen, I'm paying you to, to, to be at the house working. I know, senor, but I can't take your money anymore. What, what do you mean you can't take my money? Well, senor, I'm afraid to put your money where it's supposed to go. What do you mean where it's supposed to go? In my wallet, senor. What is wrong with your wallet? Oh, you said it again. The wall word, senor. I said wallet. What wall? There it is, Senor Wall. I said your wallet. Oh, there it is again. Would you cut it out? Now, what the hell do you? What do you want to work inside the house or something? Oh, I could not work inside the house, Senor. What do you mean you couldn't work inside? What's wrong with the inside of my house? Well, Senor, there's wallpaper everywhere. What wallpaper? Oh, you said it again, Senor. Wallpaper is not a wall. Good Lord. Well, you don't have to wallow on it, sir, Senor. I'm not wallowing. Oh, you just said it again. What did I say? You said wall. Oh, Senor. Oh, my God. What is the matter with you, Senor Fuentes? Look, either work in the yard or just go home. I can't go home, Senor. 
Why can't you go home? Because my kids are there, senor. Okay, what's wrong with your kids? Well, at night I like to read them books before they go to bed, senor. Okay, and the problem is? Their favorite book is Where's Waldo, senor? Okay, where's Waldo? There, you said it again. I heard the word wall, senor. I said, where's Waldo? I think the wall is across the border in the south of Mexico, senor. I said, where's Waldo? Are you nuts? Walnuts, senor? What do you mean, walnuts? Oh, you just said it again. Walnuts, senor. Listen, Fuentes. You're twisting my words. You're making me crazy. Now, are you going to get back to the yard or not? Well... Maybe it's better if I move. Okay, what do you mean move? You don't want to be in the United States anymore? No, maybe if I, you know, if all the, all the problems are at the southern wall, maybe I should move to the north, senor. Where are you going to move in the north? Oh, I don't know. What about Walla Walla, Washington, senor? Walla Walla, Washington? Oh, you just said it twice. Walla Walla, senor. Would you cut it out? What the hell is the matter with you? And what do you wear? You're all sweaty and dirty. Go get some new clothes. Wear at Walmart, senor. Cut it out. You're not going to make me say that. What, senor? Walmart. Oh, I just heard it again. Walmart. Up in Walla Walla, Washington, where I can go inside and buy some walnuts and a book called Where's Waldo, Senor? Then maybe I can go all the way to the far end of the universe and read it and eat it with a walrus, Senor. Get the hell out of here, Fuentes. It's just, just ridiculous. Get the hell out of here. Do you want me to go home and plant some flowers, Senor? Yes! Get out of here and go and plant some damn flowers. What kind of flowers? I don't know. Daisies, roses, azaleas. Wallflowers, senor. Get out of here! Get out! Wallflowers, get out! God! The hell was that all about? Guy's so paranoid about the word wall, he's hearing it and everything. Now I'm hearing it and everything. Good Lord. Got a headache. What is wrong with that guy? Thanks a lot, for Roger, for letting him come in. I guess I should thank the phone caller even brought the whole concept up. Senor Fuente. I should have known that guy would. You know what? Let's end the show. I, I'm, I'm, my head's spinning. Ridiculous. And I was also wondering, do you think Senor Fuentes would get a little bent out of shape if you asked him to build a retaining wall? For the record, I will never, ever ask him to build a retaining wall. Not after that episode. Good night, Nelly Fat Trotto. Lord. Let's get to some announcements. I, I just don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, if you want to see me do my first stand-up comedy show of the year outside of Los Angeles, uh, I will be in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, coming up. Uh, let's see. I think it's, uh, what is it? It's next weekend, I think. January 24th through the 27th. 
January 24th through 27th. I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Raleigh Improv. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that little uh, little treat. And then uh, coming up in March, I'll be down in San Diego at the American Comedy Co. Oh, my God, I love that club. It's such a fun club. It's such a great city. And I'm not even stroking you guys. I love San Diego, man. It is it is just cool. One of my favorite spots is the Ghirardelli Ice Cream Parlor. Oh, they got this delicious ice cream parlor right there in the downtown. Yum! So that's March 14th to the 16th. And if you want to find uh, more uh, stand-up comedy uh, gigs for yours, truly go to harlandwilliams.com. Click on the... Uh, the stand-up tour page, and you'll be able to see where I'm performing. Uh, you can reorder your tickets right there online so you don't uh, get disappointed if we sell out, which we often do. Um, also, while you're there, check out uh, the store, a bunch of brand-new T-shirts. Uh, I hand-draw these T-shirts with uh, Sharpies. I draw them right on the T-shirt. There's no duplicates. There's no doubles. It's They're all one of a kind in a world full of brand names and Prada and Dolce & Gabbana and all that stuff. You know, it's nice to have uh, something that's one of a kind and original. And instead of going to an art gallery and just looking at art, with my T-shirt, you get to wear the art. How about that? So, uh, and yes, you go to an art gallery and the art's hanging on a wall. I get it. Damn it. Um, also at harlowwilliams.com, you can write to me. There is a contact link. Or if you want to uh, leave me a phone message like our previous callers, 323 uh, 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330 is the info and uh, love hearing from you guys. You know, look, look what happens. Sometimes you, you phone and, and it creates a bit. I wasn't planning to uh, have Mr. Fuente, uh, uh, Senor Fuentes in here, and then because of this phone call, it all happened. And I don't know if I'm super happy about it. My head still hurts. Uh, also, don't forget to become a premium member for $20 a year. You can hear every single episode of the Harland Highway. We're almost at 1000 for 20 bucks. That's a great deal, man. That's like paying 20 bucks to go see, like, you know, a 1,000 movies. It's crazy. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, get our, uh, app, our wonderful app that is free. Uh, you can get that at uh, your app store, um, at, uh, you know, in your cell phone. Just type in the Harland Highway and you'll get the free app and you can listen to the Harland Highway anywhere you go, say. That's the way it works, say. Uh, and I think that's it for now. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year. Working on a bunch of new cool projects that I will uh, tell you more about as they unfold. And uh, I think that's it for today, man. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, so, uh, you know, be cool. Watch out, you don't walk into any walls. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Oh, I don't know. What about Walla Walla Washington, senor? <laughs>